This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up at 3.30, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She'll join us, talk all things, uh, what she saw in Raiders preseason game number one versus Seahawks. Uh, she was at the ribbon-cutting ceremony there at Allegiant Stadium, uh, the intensity of the crowd. Just She'll tell us everything that she was feeling uh, as she was at the stadium, and then also we'll get her thoughts on the vaccination policy, uh, this year's team, what she's been seeing out at training camp, and all that good stuff we'll do at 3.30 with Cassie Soto in a few minutes. Got cover three NFL news and notes of the day. We like to get that on, on the daily. It's being brought to you by Nova Home Loans. But before we get to that, sometimes we have calls that I like to get to. We got a couple good text messages, and if you take the time to – Send us a text message at 69187, the Salmon Ash text line, keyword r and I, I want to make sure that we get them into the show. So first one is from Mailman Raider. I'm going to get this one in first because this one I don't have to address as long as the next one. This one says, not necessarily concerned, but the linebacker's death is pretty unproven. I think Muse and Kwiatkowski and White will be fine. Darren Lee didn't get a... Uh, didn't get re-signed for a reason. So he's talking about the le- the depth of the, the linebacking position. And, you know, that's true. You know, the, the Raiders linebackers have, you know, you got Nicholas Morrow. Uh, you have Tanner Muse. You have uh, uh, Corey Littleton. You have Nick Wachowski. Javon White uh, looked pretty good on Saturday. That was preseason game number one. Take that with a grain of salt, but he looked pretty good as DeMond fist pumps because he's a UNLV guy. I'm not mad at that. Hey, man, you got to support the home team, right? I see Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All Let's right. Go. All right, there you go. Darren Lee, I've never been a – I've never believed in Darren Lee. Coming out of Ohio State, I never believed in him. I thought he was he was overrated, and the reason he was overrated is because he was on a really good defense. They had a really a lot of really good players on it, and it just you're, sometimes you're just good by default. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can find yourself – you can get lost in a sea of good or a sea of great, and they can label you as good. Oh, hey, Q's really good at that. No, Q's really not that good, but he was around so much so much great, kind of got lost in it and became good. Not really. Get him all by himself. He's not that good. You know what I mean? That, that's that's who I thought Darren Lee was. So I wouldn't count on him. I don't even think he's going to make the team. That's just my gut feeling. So uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. Now, the next text comes from my guy, Tom, who's always so positive about the team. He said, Raiders took practice more seriously than Rams. Renfro played well. It's seven on seven, no pressure. And Collar said he would want Carr over Stafford. Sounds silly to me. That's from Tom. And I believe that Collar was Raider Mike who said that he'd take Carr over Stafford. And I understand what you're saying, Tom, with with everything. The Raiders taking practice a little bit more seriously. I can agree with that. Renfro played well. I agree with that. Seven on seven, no pressure. Basically, even 11 on 11 is not going to be any pressure. I mean, it's, it's different. It's not a game. It's practice. Like Alan Iverson says, we're talking about practice. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice. If you were a great producer, you would have that sound bite ready for me. But oh, like I was just ready for Alan Iverson talk. Oh, you got to be on your toes, man. Sometimes, just saying. But now, when it comes to Stafford over Carr, I kind of think you're you're splitting hairs. I don't think you're. I mean, I don't understand, and I hate to make it sound like I just. Uh, it, it almost sounds like I'm crapping on Stafford all the time, and that I just can't stand him. I'll probably meet him one day, and he'll be like, "Oh, you're the guy who hates me." I don't. I don't. I just think that he's been anointed as such a great quarterback, and he's done nothing in his career, like literally nothing. And 
you know, if Raider Mike wants to take him over or take Carr over Stafford, then cool. If he wants to take Stafford over Carr, fine. I think you're really splitting hairs. You're you're getting just about the same guy. That's what I've never understood. The national media craps on Carr, and is it has been shipping him out of town for years. But then they put Matt Stafford on a pedestal like he's elite. Again, I've said this many times on the show. I think the win loss records are silly. But since that's what we have to go by, let me just go ahead and, and go back. Seventy four and ninety. That's Matt Stafford's overall career record. 33 years old is what he is. His record, he's 16 games under 500. Derek Carr, who's 30 years old, has a record of 47 and 63, which is 16 games under 500. They got the same record. Again, I, I know records are overrated, especially for one position and not the other. But, I mean, you're looking at the same thing. Every excuse you can make for Matt Stafford why he hasn't been more successful in the league you can take Matt Stafford's name out and put Derek Carr's name in there. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. These numbers are very similar. That's what I'm saying. There's not one. You cannot give me one excuse for Matt Stafford that you could not give me for Derek Carr. You can't say, well, Matt Stafford didn't have talent around him. You can say that for Derek Carr. You can't say that, well, Detroit was a dumpster fire for a while. The organization wasn't very well, very good. You can say that about the Raiders. There's, I mean, you can interchange the names and still have the same story. So I'm not crapping on you, Tom, at all. Because if you prefer Stafford over Carr, that's fine. I just think you're getting the same guy. You're not getting an elite quarterback. You're getting a good quarterback. Bottom line. I think the only difference is Stafford's been on that pedestal since like high school. That's what I'm saying. Where he's been like the, yeah. guy, the anointed exactly. of like this guy's going to be a number one pick well, in high school. Well, because he came out of Texas, came out of Highland Park. You know, that's the factory for, you know, quarterbacks and all. I get it. I get it. You know, it's just it's it's how it, it's how it is. It's just like the USC quarterback for the longest. Remember, the USC quarterback was the darling of the league. How many of them panned out to be great? Remember, Matt Leinart was going to be the guy. Oh yeah, he was gonna. Remember, Mark Sanchez was going to be the guy. Oh, he was one too. What John Booty was going to be John the guy? David Booty. You know what he was? He was Booty. <laughs> John David Booty out here taking straights for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. At all. I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to get onto the soapbox. I'm just saying. Some guys get appointed the, the next guy, the chosen one. Even Jared Goff, coming out of Berkeley, got a ton of, of love. Hell, I thought Jared Goff was going to be a lot better than he was. He looked good at, at Cal. He just I don't think he really developed since he got to the NFL. I don't think he got any better. That's what you have to do. But for the longest, if you went to USC, you were the greatest quarterback ever. You're going to be the best thing since sliced bread. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just, I just like to keep the energy the same. We're going to have one narrative for one guy. Let's use the same narrative for the next guy. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it. Keep it real. All right. We got a caller. We got Raider Rack on the line. Raider Rack. Raider Rack? Like racks on top of racks? Like racks on racks on racks? Racks on racks on racks. That's what I'm talking about. Raider Rack. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, that's me. Uh, I was just uh, giving you guys a listen. And uh, you can actually argue that Matt Stafford, you can say at least Matt Stafford had a Hall of Fame wide receiver to throw to for, for the bulk of his career. And you can't say that about Derek Carr. Now, you know, he's, he's had some nice wide receivers, but he has not had a, a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. We just saw the Hall of Fame wide receiver go into, well, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Cal, yep, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. So, 
Um, yeah, I would I mean, you know, you are splitting hairs when you talk about Carr and Stafford. I think they're both great. They both have great arm talent. Um, yeah, they both have not had great supporting cats throughout their career. Um, I would take Carr over Stafford because he's younger. And I think, uh, I think Carr's going to prove a lot of people wrong. He's going he's gonna to win some games in the next few years. And, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll get the respect he deserves. Good stuff. Good stuff right there. Racks on racks on racks. Next time he calls in, I want you to make sure you have that intro ready for him. He needs to have a personal intro. He's got it. He's got it. I'm ready serious. Rack? I'm, when he gonna, calls it's in, gonna, it's, gonna it's like, Demond, it's racks. That's all he's got to say. Demond, it's racks. And we're going to have it ready. And then all of a sudden you hit the button. Racks on racks on racks. Racks on racks. Man, come on now. Not going to lie, you're showing your age there. I don't give a damn. I bet that. I'm ooh, 44 years old ooh, and I'm proud. 44 was, is a new 30. 30 is a new 20. 20 is a new 18. Ooh, that was popping when you was in the club too. I don't give a damn. Ooh, hey, you, man, you, I've you, done more you, in the club than you would. Man, I've forgotten more than I've done in, I've done in the club than you'll ever do in the club. Promise you. I own that thing. That's because I'm a homebody. So. Well, that's your bad. <laughs> <laughs> that you know what that means? <laughs> that's the that's the guy that didn't have any homeboys. <laughs> the homebody didn't have any homeboys. Don't get me started. I'll get back into the club, man. I'll go get a fresh fade. Shave these grays off my face. <laughs> I'll get to the, I'll get to the line at the club and they'll card me to get in. I'll go clean up real quick. Don't hey man, don't test me, brother. I'm just accepting the older look. Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't mean Don't to bring up this side. I didn't mean to bring up this side of you. Excuse me. Party animal over here. Me and the 18-year-old boy at the house, we'll go party tonight. You'll see us on Fremont Street, you'll see us on the strip, you'll see us in the club. Mm-hmm. You're going to be waking up with now, asking for the icy hot. I'll be tired as as all get out the next day. <laughs> it might take me 3 days to recover, but I'll go hard in the paint for a night. All right, we got another call in Mitch in New Jersey. What's up, Mitch? Yo, Mitch. What? What's happening, Q? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling young right now. You are. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You got I'm me. Young too. Um, I say, Shreff, it's uh, you got to understand. He's playing with Detroit. That's where career's going to die. So golf, you be he better get a little extra effort there. And I agree with you. You're seeing a big USC fan. You got two guys that'll be picking the first round next year. JD Daniels and Keaton Slovis, but the Raiders don't need him. We're gonna extend uh Derek Carr. And one more thing. Were you fooled by with uh Johnny Menzel? Did he look good in college? Maybe even better than some of those USC quarterbacks. But he was such a bust. What a shame. Right. Right. Was I got he? you. These quarterbacks keep setting uh, setting the Browns back. Every ten years, every bad quarterback. <laughs> well, they finally got one now. They got one now. They hope he's they a, got one. He's a character. He's a character. Right. Uh, I think he's got a good, a pretty good head on. There you um, go. Very good. Very good season. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Appreciate you. There he goes, Mitch in New Jersey. I definitely appreciate it. We're going to keep this party rolling, man. Got some more text messages coming on and coming in on the Sam and Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Make sure you hit up Sam and Ash Law. Because you deserve what's right. We definitely appreciate Sam and Ash for their fine contributions. Demond, uh, we got a party rolling. We got the lines blowing up. Uh, who we got next? Raider 27. Raider 27. 27. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, hey, doesn't the 435 get their own march up song? Yeah, the 4 Trey 5, the 4 3 Cinco. Let's go. <laughs> you know, 
I've been reading Twitter all morning about how good the Raiders looked against the Rams, and I was worried about that. The Rams are going to be a good team. I, I expect the Rams to go far, and that's the best defense in the league. And, yeah, the, the de- their defense made plays, and but we did, too. It's like Gruden was right. Our, we, we got some players, too. Yep. You know, so then I turn on Q, and I'm like, all right, man, Q's going to tell me all about it. It's going to be great. And it's like Stafford and Carr, both losers. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. Q, you popped my little bubble. I was so happy this afternoon. I'm on my second bourbon and coke. And all of a sudden, Q's like, oh, yeah. But here's the thing that you got to remember, and this is something that I think is missing in today's media world. Um, and I actually saw following the Raiders and when they won their first Super Bowl. And then I really became dedicated when I moved to California in 1980. So I've been through it all. I've been through all the really good times. I've been through all the really bad times. Right. Um, back in those days, you could be a really, really good quarterback on a really, really bad team. Mm-hmm. And everybody gave you your credit. I, I the one I really remember is Jim Hart, the pay, played for the St. Louis Cardinals. This guy could have won Super Bowls if he'd have been with the Packers or the Steelers or any of these any, any good teams back in those days. You had no choice where you played. There was no free agency. There was no nothing. If a team decided they're not going to trade you, they're not going to trade you. But it was really cool that the media would look at the game and say, you know, he did everything he could. You know, I I kind of don't like this garbage time thing because, you know, it's not like they're not trying to win the game. They're throwing the ball down the field trying to get back in the game. It's not like they're just throwing the ball to rack up numbers because the coach wants to rack up. They want to try to win the game. Right. No, well, you're, you're you're right. Don't make me don't make me do my Herm Edwards image. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. But I will. Uh, when I say garbage time, I'm saying, look, when the game is out of out of control, and I see a guy trying, like we seen Carr do it, you know, for years when the when the game was pretty much out of control. I respect them going out there, continuing to compete and try that. But you're putting numbers up that are just going into your stats, and I get that. But you can't always judge a game by the stat. You can't look at the the stat sheet and say, okay, well, Carr threw for 400 yards had three touchdowns, and the Raiders lost by 21 points. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I'm I, talking about. I do know what you mean, and I agree with that. But, but, that that quarterback's competitor. Right. Um, Stafford and Carr, they're competitors. They want to win that game. They don't give a damn about their numbers. Right. They want to win that game. I and, agree. And they're throwing the football, and they're doing all this stuff, and it's kind of upsetting when you objectively look at the games and watch the games and watch how these guys play, these, how many times Matt Stafford and Derek Carr have gone out there with serious injuries that would lay me up for two or three months and play for his team, and he didn't do that so he could rack up a bunch of numbers. Agreed. He did that because he wanted to help his team win. It's not his fault that the front office of the Detroit Lions and the front office of the of the 
whatever, wherever they're at at the time, Raiders, because there's been plenty of places they've been really bad. Right. Didn't no. put a good team around them. I, I and agree. Now all of a sudden, I'm looking at this going, I know it's early. I got to temper my, I got to, I got to hold myself down a little bit. <laughs> I, I got to put uh, bricks around my ankles so I don't float away. <laughs> but no. I think this team is different. This Raider team's different this year. And it feels I'm that way, doesn't it? Can you hear anybody else pop my little No, bell. no, I'm not trying to. Actually, I'm, I'm like to be happy. I've actually, thank you for the call. I actually have been already told that I'm the guy that's going to be in trouble if the season's not better because I've hyped it up so much. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I'm not going out there saying the quarterback wants to stack numbers. I'm just telling numbers don't tell the story. And when I'm talking about Stafford, and this is what I didn't want to come across, and apparently it did, I'm not crapping on him like he's a bad quarterback. I'm saying he's been chosen, he's been anointed as elite, and he's and, and nobody's calling Derek Carr elite. There's not one guy nationally nationally hear me when I say nationally there's not one swing and D nationally that is saying Derek Carr is elite but yet they say Matt Stafford is and they're just about the same guy for the reasons that we just heard from Raider 27 the same reasons both had organizations that didn't set them up for success both didn't have players around them except for Stafford had Megatron I'm I don't disagree with anything you're saying what I'm saying is how could you put one guy in one position and Mark put him up there in the elite, and the guy with just about the same exact numbers, numbers, both 16 games under 500, you, you, you put it in a different level. Like, they can't be different. Why are they different? Carr has shown that he can come back late. He's won a plenty, ton of games. He brought teams back, right? So with Stafford, he's got he's got a lot of fourth quarter comebacks on his record. But Carr well. has more. So why is Carr under him? And I'm not a Carr apologist. I'm not. I'm not the guy. I'm not the dude who's. I'm not that guy. We all know what I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm not that guy. Okay. Because there's guys out there that will swear that Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. For I'm not that guy. For everybody that's in the studio, the theater of the mind, Q gets the point about how he's not that guy. <laughs> he's like, I'm not that guy. As he's pointing. <laughs> So whoever you are, wherever you are. He knows who he is, and everyone else does too. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'll, but I'll, 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 I will argue and say that if you're going to put Stafford in a certain level, you need to put Carr in that same level because they're almost identical. And they've had the same cards dealt their way. And I think Derek Carr is a hell of a competitor. I think you're going to see a lot from him this year. I really do. All right, let's get to one more call before we go to break. we got Gangster Raider on the line. All right, Gangster Raider, what's up? Hey, what's up, Q? Well, I feel disrespected like Derek Carr because I'm OD. I've been calling since day one. I was the first caller on your show, and I don't get no theme music. I'm just full Raider Rack all one time. <laughs> I gotta give him theme music. Y'all want the Raider Rack beat no, up? Okay, I, this Gangster this Gangster Raider. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Your phone's breaking up, but Gangster Raider, hold on. I had to put you down because your phone's breaking up. Nothing but a G thing is supposed to be your intro music. I have. I already got you. Nothing but a G thing for you. Where's he at? Did you put him up? And he get it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm out here out here representing in L.A., taking taking over the Raider, um, L.A. for the Raiders. We got Rams fans hiding all their hats and everything and banging on them all weekend. You know what I'm saying? And we leading the takeover. And like the other caller said, the um, last place was in L.A. 
and you can't spell Oakland or Las Vegas without L.A. You know what I'm saying? So right. L.A. fans and LA, and Las Vegas fans and Oakland fans, we all come together and invade, take over the um, L.A. this weekend and show them that this is still Raider Nation town. And I got a question. Okay. I've been to the stadium. I've been to Raider Tavern. I've been everywhere except to um, the headquarters in um, – you know, the Intermountain Healthcare Facilities. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen the banners, you know, so the championship banners. I know they used to have it at the um, Raider Image of Oakland, the one from L.A. and the one from Oakland. But I haven't seen it nowhere in um in the stadium or nowhere. Do they have the championship banners anywhere? Because I would like to get pictures. Uh, well, thank you for the call, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, I haven't walked around the facility in Henderson. I've gone to where we're allowed to go, which is, uh, the media room, the practice field. Uh, I've gone to, obviously to the, the broadcast studio, uh, but that's really about it that I've been as far as the, uh, as far as the, the practice facility, because right now, especially there's certain areas that you're allowed to go and other areas that you're not. So I know that they have them somewhere. I just couldn't tell you where. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. I couldn't tell you where. But uh, thank you so much for all the calls that we got and all the text messages. Got some more text messages from Tom. We'll get to them in just a little while. But before we do that, definitely got to uh, get Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She's going to come up next to talk about what she saw on uh, Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. Talk all things about that. Uh, again, appreciate all the feedback. That's how we get down, man. Very interactive show. This is exactly what I want. 325 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan. Stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 3.30 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Got a great text message from Tom I got to get to real quick, and then we'll get to Cassie Soto. He said, 45,000 yards, 282 touchdowns versus 27,000 yards and 170 touchdowns. Just the same, so close. Well, again, Stafford's been in the league longer than Derek Carr has. I'm talking about overall win-losses. And then he said, here's the simplest way to explain it. Stafford can win you a game when things aren't going well. Carr needs everything to go well to win the game. See, I don't agree with that. I agree that it's ideal for Derek Carr to have things going right, but he's shown at the end of games he can come back and win games. He's shown that. And obviously, if you're losing and he has to come back and he leads the league and comeback wins, things aren't going right. If you are losing... Things aren't going right. If you have to come back and win a game, that means things aren't going right. I know what Tom means, but see, I don't agree with that 100%. And again, that's going back to numbers that don't necessarily tell the whole story. But we'll get back into that. I don't want to have Cassie hearing me get on my uh, soapbox here and having a a, a church session like I feel like I've had. So let's go out to the Raider Nation hotline, talk to our very special guest, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal on Twitter at Cassie Soto. And do appreciate your time this afternoon, Cassie. And I want to go back to Saturday, uh, preseason game number one against the Seahawks. But even before that, the ribbon-cutting ceremony, Mark Davis, Carol Davis, everyone was in attendance. A lot of Raider alumni were there. The fans were incredible. They were all there in the, you know, the way up, the walk up, right in front of the stadium. Uh, Mark Davis was out there for the ribbon-cutting. And it's just, you could see the excitement of, of all the Raider fans. What were your thoughts when you saw the, the ribbon get cut and just the swarms of people that just kind of flooded the, the Allegiant Stadium and how they acted after that happened? I just had like a moment, I think right after we got a quick interview with Mark Davis, I was standing outside and 
it, with the crowds. I was I had like a view looking up at where the ribbon cutting ceremony was. I think you were up on top there, mm-hmm. to like sort of on that balcony there. Well, I was at the bottom, and I kind of just looked around, like, oh my god, this is really happening. Like we like we made it, y'all. Like this is Vegas. <laughs> like Vegas has made it as a sports city. Right. Um, Actually, uh, as we were walking to, uh, I, don't, I don't even know at what point of the game it was, that I was standing next to Adam Hill, uh, my colleague here at the Las Vegas Review Journal, and he's Vegas, Vegas native. Um, and I've, again, been here 16 years, so most of my life here. And I looked at him, and I was just like, you know, we're, we're always just so hustle and bustle and in work mode. But I stopped and looked at him, and I was like, Adam, would you have thought, like, this is where we would be? Like, when you were in high school, when you were at UNLV, did you think that this would have ever happened? And he just like, no, like he just kept saying no over and over again. And I was like, what we do is pretty dang cool. Right. <laughs> it really, no, it so, really, it really yeah. is. It really is Cassie. I'm glad you said that again, because the, the city has just grown so quickly. And of course I've been observing it from a distance. Now I'm here and I feel so blessed to be here and kind of uh, see it. But what did you think of the fans that, you know, and, and really what did you think of Mark Davis when he stood there at the top there and, let all of Raider Nation kind of swarm around him and ask him for autographs and pictures and and as a cool owner just sit there and, and basically take all those uh, you know take all the pictures sign all the autographs and didn't get all scary or anything like some guys would do he just was like a man amongst the people he really was like I went back up afterwards once they let all the fans in and I went to sort of where the ribbon cutting happened and there was just this mob of people. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's going on? And there I see Mark Davis, you know, in his little white coat, like just mm-hmm. smiling and shaking hands, kissing babies kind of thing. Um, and I kind of walked with him inside. I actually got video of him walking with the fans. And he looked like he had somewhere to be, right? But if people, like if someone took a phone out to take a selfie with him, like he would quick smile, quick thumbs up, like he stopped. And you could tell, like, his security guards were like, hey, man, like get out of here. And he, he was totally welcoming to it. So... I think, like, this is a day, obviously, he's been waiting for a, for a long time, and it got put off um, that year. And I think, again, we were talking to him beforehand, and I think he didn't want to show, like, how overly excited he was, because mm-hmm. I know with me, like, when I get excited, I start just babbling, you know? <laughs> I just go off on one. And so he, he definitely kept his composure, but you could tell he was really excited. Obviously, his mom there, um, the first lady, right, of the, of the of right. Raider Nation, she was there. Um, and to be able to share that moment, and, like, it's just so special. And, yeah, and as a person growing up in Las Vegas who didn't have a professional sports team to see where this city is now and 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 to, you know, credit to Mark Davis for getting this done. Like, it was just a really, really big day for Mark Davis, the Raiders organization, but for the city of Las Vegas, the state of Nevada. Absolutely. We're talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Does a great job there, at Cassie Soto on Twitter. And uh, before, you know, I felt like it was great opportunity to really explore the stadium because we had a lot of time in between the ribbon cutting and actually when the game started. And so you you really got on your your uh, investigative to- you know skills and, and your tour skills, and you got into the club, the, the famous nightclub. You got into that club there at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the nightclub there i sure did get into that nightclub and oh my goodness like i don't know if fans you know are going to get the opportunity to just peek in there and do a little walkthrough you know i showed i slapped the, the media badge to the security guard and i was like hey like i'm media can i get in here he's like yeah whatever it's fine <laughs> and i thought like i was breaking rules to get in there like that place is fancy 
My goodness. And you, like, Vegas meets football. Like, that is it right there at that end zone nightclub. They were like, Two um, two bar areas, a DJ playing their own music. They've got the, the the music playing in the stadium, but then the nightclub inside has like their own vibe and lights and DJ going. So that was like a whole experience in and of itself. And then yeah, you've got like the club booths and bottle service. But then you look up and there's you know the the post right there. <laughs> you've got players running out right next to you, like. Man, that I I didn't look up at prices on it. I should have. I should have done a little bit more investigative journalism there for us, uh, for the viewers or listeners at home. Um, I don't know how much you have to pay to get down there, but but if you and a, and a couple of buddies can you know can get the the pennies out the couch and get uh, to the Win Nightclub, I I would say do it because that is just so Vegas. And but at the same point, like a lot of people when it came out were like, oh my god, like what is this? This right. is ridiculous. Right. Like. This isn't Raiders. Like, okay, what is Raiders? Like, toilets, like, overflowing at the Coliseum? Like, is that what y'all want? Like, you know, like, we're not doing that anymore. You guys don't have to live that way. Mm -hmm. You were hurt. You were hurt before. We don't have to do this anymore. Right. (laughs) No, you're you're right about that. It's a beautiful stadium. Facilities are beautiful. You're right. There's nothing overflowing. I mean, that's awesome. Except for except for the excitement, the overflowing of excitement. I got to ask you this. Demond has a question for you, but I got to ask you this first. Who do you think is going to be the first Raider player to jump into the nightclub? Okay, I feel like I don't know why, but I just thought Foster Moreau. Like, during the Sunday practice, that practice that they did um, for, for the fans, right. the yeah. training camp practice, Foster Moreau cut a touchdown from Derek Carr uh, in the end. And, like, he looked at it. Mm. He, like, like he wa- there was obviously nobody there. And, you know, and, and being in, the, like, seeing um, the area there, like, there isn't a very big, like, barrier for the players. Right. Granted, there's, like, glass on the second barrier, but if they hop that first barrier, like, they're going to get in there. Right. And without a problem. So I don't know why I was thinking Foster Moreau. All right, here goes Demond. All right, Cassie. Okay. So you're telling me it was j- all you did was just flash media? Did you just show him your pass? Or did you say on media? Did you, did yeah, you get say- that right. Don't yeah, say exactly. she flashed media. That don't no. sound right. This is a family show, homeboy. The <laughs> family show. How easy was to get in. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I mean. Jeez, I've got a nice smile. I'm, I'm not going to lie that I have a nice smile, Demond. Like, <laughs> um. Like, is anybody looking? All right, go ahead. And, and just walks on in. See, so don't you, ask questions. Don't ask. Man, that's, I that's, get it. I got the videos out there. Look, and you, no, know, you know what, Q? What? No. Me what? and Cassie, we were talking about this at the game on Saturday. She was like, this is the coolest radio show. And th- those are the questions why it's the coolest radio show, man. Okay. Didn't, Cassie, didn't you say that? Back me up on that. You said coolest radio show, right? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, did Demont, <laughs> actually, did Demont tell you I was actually talking to a friend that I went to college with next to him, and then Demont said something, and I looked over, and I read his name tag, and I was like, oh, my God, I know you. <laughs> there it is. See? See what unnecessary roughness will do for you, Demont, to put you out there in the streets. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, Q, because okay. people slid, like, into my comments here. So the fans, towards the end of the game, they did the wave. Right. Is that not something Raiders fans do? Well, like Oakland Raiders fans? I don't know because I've been told that, and I, I had a buddy that hit me up on Twitter, a couple of us, and, and just when Wendy was one of them as well, who said that. No, Raider Nation did do the wave in Oakland. I honestly, and I put this out on Twitter when it happened. I didn't know that people still did the wave. I thought that that was kind of 
over and done with. And so I was surprised when I saw it, and it was an aggressive, really good one. I got to give them a lot really of credit. Good. It, it was, was good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I just It just blew my mind. Like, I didn't think that people still did that. So what I understand is there was a, a wave that was done in Oakland, but it was preseason, which this was preseason as well. So maybe that's it, but I also heard that that's kind of a Vegas thing as well. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen it done at the Golden Knights game. Um, but, yeah, I was just, like, I put it out there. I, and, like, they, I got the video first where they failed, and then I got right. one of them redemption, and it went around twice. Like, it did the whole bowl two times. Yeah. And people, again, in the comments were like, this is lame. This isn't Raiders. <laughs> and I was like, you guys are so hurt. Like, it's fine. We can be friends. We can be happy now. Right. Like, enjoy it. Right. No, you're right. And it, you. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it, it surprised me to see it. But, I mean, hey, it, it was good. It wasn't bad. Like you said, they, they failed the first time, but they got it right the second time. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> so, as we're still kind of talking about the, the whole presentation of the stadium, something that you actually uh, alerted me to on Friday was that Carlos Santana was going to play. And first of all, who the hell gets Carlos Santana at a preseason game? First of all, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who goes to a preseason game and a Carlos Santana concert breaks out? But I know you were excited about that. Once you told me about it, I was fired up about it. What were your thoughts when you saw Mr. Santana take the stage? Dude, when he hit that Maria, Maria, I was there. Like, just, oh, my God. I was in my little zone. I don't know if you look down at me. Yep. But, you know, they tell you at the very beginning, like, this is a working press box. Like, mm-hmm. be sure to be quiet. Don't have any emotions. But I was, I was in my little moment there. I loved it. That was incredible. Um, I don't, you know, that little perch that they have built, like, they already knew that performers were going to want to come here. So they purposefully built, like, a stage for them right. in the arena. I don't, I mean, I can't say that I've been to, you know, every uh, venue in the NFL, but, like, how many venues have a stage for performers that can yeah that will be filled by guys like carlos santana in a preseason game right no it was it was cool to see that and it was great it's it's i love where the stage is placed where the torch is right there you know what i mean and it's just it's it, it, they did a really good job with that stadium it's such a vibe Isn't yes it such a vibe it is <laughs> i told and it's funny i told you that little q was you know in his seats and they were great yes. and he was probably talking to all the girls there uh he definitely decided he wanted to go party afterwards because still you get out of a game and it's still, especially after a, a victory, and I know it didn't matter, but still, you come out, you're feeling pretty good, and you're in Vegas. So it's like, hey, let's go find something to do. So we went down to the Strip, and Cassie, I'll tell you, we didn't get to the, back to the house till after midnight. And, um, yeah, Little Q had me run around town. You know, I thought about, I mean, I stayed, I think, I think we left the stadium, like, right around 10.30. Or no, it was probably, like, 11.30 after we did all our videos and stuff. Yeah, it was closer to 11.30. And I was like, man, I kind of want to drive the Strip, like, to see if there's people out there celebrating, you know, because, like, um, and you'll soon learn this when Canelo fights on a big Mexican Independence Day weekend, unfortunately not this year, I'm really bummed about that, or on uh, Cinco de Mayo, like, there's, after he wins, like, the Mexican flags up and down the strip, like, it's nonstop, the week, the day before, the day of, the night after a win, so I was, like, I'm kind of curious to see if, you know, Raiders, like, will pour over it with that and celebrate with their flags, and you've got the flags on the car and, you know, people selling stuff on the side. Right. Um, like, I'm, I was excited to see that. Obviously, you know, like I said, we get out so late, so it's like, I'm sure people will be there, but, yeah, 
during the regular season, it'll be interesting to see the party spill over to Las Vegas Boulevard. Well, it did. I'll tell you, I can tell you firsthand, <laughs> it did. It. We were up and down the strip, and it was it was going. I mean, the, the music was blasting out of cars. People were walking up and down the strip with their Raider jerseys on. You could, I mean, I saw, I recognized so many people from the game. I was like, oh, yep, they were at the game. They were at the game. So, <laughs> yeah, it was great. And I'll tell you this. You mentioned Cinco de Mayo, and you'll learn this about me. I know it's already passed, and that's unfortunate. Cinco de Mayo is my favorite holiday of the year. Out of every that. holiday, Cinco de Mayo is my favorite. Just Okay, but do you know what we're celebrating? I, I, we can get it, yes. And I know that that's not really a big, I know it's not really a big day when it comes to no, actual tell me, Mexico. Tell me the battle. Tell uh, me the, it's not, we know it's not Mexican independence. No, right? it's not. And it's not even that day. I mean, that's not even the day that's really celebrated. I get it. Okay. You don't and know I, so. I'm, no, it's fine. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Believe me. I, I've been part of the culture for a very long time. And so. Yeah, you're from, you, you spent some time in Texas. I know you know what you're talking about. I spent the last 10 years in, 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 in Texas. And then on top of that, uh, I call my son, uh, as you met him before, Little Q, uh, he's a Blacksican. So, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. believe me, you. I'm part of the culture. <laughs> okay, I have respect. I, I, yeah, I just, I just, primo aquí. I just, primo lo- there, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Theo. <laughs> and I got a hell of a grito, too. I can, I can do that. Even though I can't say it, I can do it. So, okay, that's good. That's, we won't do it on air. Demon will be all messing with the levels right now. We won't do that. Okay, I won't. I'll save, I'll save it for another day. I'll save it for closer okay. to Cinco de Mayo. But no, I, I always, it was something that I always talked about in Texas that it was my favorite day and people used to shake their head at me, but it's okay. That's how I get down. So I love it. Yeah, exactly. So final question for you. Uh, <laughs> this has been fun. We've kind of scattershooted all over the world, but hey, this is great. Hey, final question for you. The Rams and Raiders are having their, their practices. Sounds like the Raiders kind of won today, and they're also having a scrimmage, uh, and then they're going to have the game on Saturday. Uh, what are your expectations? How much do you think this very young Raiders team can grow from this, uh, this competition that they're having with the Rams right now? I guess I'm trying to see some, like, Jalen Ramsey, Hunter Renfro drama play out. Is that what's going on now, according to some tweets? I yeah. You're like, is that what we're doing? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. I love it. I don't know if you were able to hear it, Q, but uh, Max Crosby's um, soundbite on, like, hey, this is when you get your punches out. Like, you're not going to get fine right. right now, so let's do it. So, you know, I'm excited for a little chippiness. I think, you know, like like the players have said, like, they're playing against their own guys, so they're obviously – you know, I'm not going to go as hard. I think it was Quentin Jefferson that said, like, yeah, you're doing these moves, but you don't really know if they work because the guy up, up, across from you knows exactly what you're going to do. Um, so, yeah, being able to, to see some different faces and get out there. Um, how about Darren Waller, Q, that, right. that long that deep pass from, um, from Derek Carr today? Like, seeing stuff like that. I was kind of hoping to see a few more starters, some first-team guys on, in preseason. I know that's obviously not the way to go, but guys, like, even, like, Brian Edwards, I'd love to see mm-hmm. a little bit more of him. Why not throw in uh, Henry Ruggs? You know, these guys haven't had a preseason before. So to be able to just get them some experience, I think, is it, like can only be beneficial. Right, right. Especially, yeah. you know, especially in the scrimmage-type setting. And then, of course, yeah. the game on, on Saturday. It would be, it'll be good to see them going up against these guys. And like I said, from all accounts and everything I've been hearing, we talked to Omar Ruiz earlier in the show. I know Vinny's had a lot out there. Uh, all these guys have had a lot out there about, you know, basically the Raiders won today. And that's great. I think that's a good step for a young team. They need to continue to, to grow and develop. And uh, so it should be interesting how the rest of the week plays out. And then, of course, what they do on Saturday. Yeah, it should be great for sure. I'm here for it. I'm here for any 
praying a drama. I'm sad I can't be there. I right. think you're heading down there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm leaving on uh, Friday after we, I get off the air. I'm going to head on out there, uh, me and the fam. Little Q's living his best life. He's gone to every single event since he's been in town. We went to the Aces game last night. We'll go to... Uh, you know, the Raiders and Rams on Saturday. I mean, he, he's been living his best. He's going to think that my house is like Disneyland anytime he comes to see me. Dad of the year over here. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Dad of the year award in like a week or a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good stuff. Well, Cassie, what do you got coming out on uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal that we need to be on the lookout for? It actually just dropped at 2 p.m., so nice. it's great because I'll come on on Wednesdays. Um, every Wednesday at 2 p.m., we're dropping Vegas Nation Blitz. Um, it's our 10 to 12 minute show usually on VegasNation.com or our, our Review Journal YouTube page. And just all the Raiders information you need to know, a little bit of a recap and then a preview um, heading into Saturday's game. Nice. I love it. I love it. You guys do a great job over there. I definitely appreciate uh, the time that you give us on Wednesdays. And it's always good to catch up with you at the games as well. So keep doing what you do and we'll catch up soon. Love it. Thank you. All right. No doubt about it. Cassie Soto right there kind of scatter shooting over uh, the game on Saturday, the, the whole atmosphere of the stadium. And that, that's really what it was about on Saturday, man. That was really uh, a tip of the cap to the fan base and just a lot of fun that uh, was, was to be had there at Allegiant Stadium. So many thanks to her. I appreciate that. 348 is the time. We'll come back. We'll check in with Vinny Bonsignor. He's going to come up in the huddle next, 4 to 6 p.m. Straight from L.A., baby. Is Lincoln back today, too, as well? He was there on the show yesterday. Of course. Nice. I like it. So it'll be Lincoln Kennedy and Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle coming up 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. 3.53 is the time. Only got a couple minutes left here in today's show, Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we have so much fun on today's show. I was supposed to give out tickets to Dane Cook. Uh, you want to see him live. Uh, it's August 21st at the Cosmo, correct, Damon? Yep, yep. All right, you didn't have your mic on, but that's cool. Uh, so at least we know that that <laughs> yeah, is it. Yeah. Thank you for the confirmation. I appreciate <laughs> yes, it you. Is. Well, Damon is going to go ahead and man the phone lines right now. Caller number 9 at 702-365-9200. Caller number 9. You must be a Nevada resident, but hit us up right now, 702-365-9200. If you want to go out on a date night and you can go see Dane Cook, give you a pair of tickets to see him live at the Cosmo. A funny dude, you want to be there. We got the hookup. Damon is standing by. Also standing by right now is Vinny Bonsignor in the huddles coming up next with Lincoln Kennedy. 4 to 6 p.m. Vinny, what's on your mind today, brother? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Hey, if you're a Raider fan, good day today. Uh, the Raiders uh, got off the bus. Um, Q, I'm just telling you right, right off the bat. They got off the bus, and you could tell. They literally rolled off the bus in pads, ready to get after it, and they got after it against the Los Angeles Rams. It was a really good day uh, for the Raiders, specifically a defense that got after Matthew Stafford. Four picks, two by Trayvon Morig. Um, it was it was a strong day, strong effort by the Raiders. There you go. That's that. And you know, we, Vinny, we've been talking a lot about that throughout the course of today's show. We've also talked about Matt Stafford, Derek Carr. We talked about their stats, and this is one thing that I've said. And, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the national media have always uh, elevated Matt Stafford to an elite quarterback status where I, do, I don't see it. I think he's a good quarterback. I also think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I don't think he's elite, but they're very similar. They both have bad situations. They both have losing records. And there, there's a lot of things that are, like I said, very similar to each other. But I feel like Matt Stafford gets an extra bump. What, what are your thoughts on Stafford? Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, he passes the eyeball test. He was a number one pick. He can throw every throw. And even Derek Carr said today, you know, um, the, the, the Lions came rolling in into Napa Valley a few years ago uh, in a joint practice session, and Matthew Stafford put on a show. He he can do that. He's He's got just 
he's got a, a an arm talent that uh, very few people are blessed with, right. and so I think. It, it's it's probably a little bit more natural for him, and it looks more natural uh, for him. I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for to see what he can do with right. a great supporting gas and a, and a, and a great uh, Rams team. Uh, but today wasn't so much that Matthew Stafford was bad. Today was the Raiders played really well. But I agree with you. There are some similarities in terms of what the organizations have or haven't mm-hmm. done around Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr. And now I think both, um, you know, are, are in pretty good situations, much better situations than they've been in the past. Yeah, and that was my whole argument. And some people took it the wrong way. My whole argument was anytime you can use the, well, the Lions were a dumpster fire and they didn't set up Matthew Stafford for success, you can replace Matthew Stafford's name with Derek Carr and get the same results. That was really basically my own my only argument. Well, they um, – I've, I've said this many times, and I think there's people in the regular organization uh, that that will agree with it. Um, Derek Carr hasn't done wrong by the Raiders. In a lot of ways, the Raiders have done wrong by Derek Carr. It is what it is. It's right. in the past. Right. Um, I was talking to some Rams people today who were like, wow, this looks completely, completely different from the last time we saw them, which was the beginning of the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to some people that know. And and one of the one of the I can't say who I, who it was that I was talking to. Uh, but he's way up there. Right. And one of the things that we were talking about, the defense, we were watching uh, that that side of the field uh, today. And, you know, the things that I'm hearing, he, uh, they're, 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 they're playing with confidence, which is they believe, which is 90% of the battle. Obviously, talent comes into play as well. Uh, and, and, and what he felt like was these Raiders are beginning to take on the image of the leader. Uh, and that's John Gruden and defensively now Gus Bradley. So it's not just us who are seeing these things. Um, the Rams and the Rams uh, people know what to see as well, right. know what to look for as well. And um, they're impressed. I'll, I'll say that. Nice. I like it. Well, uh, I know that uh, Lincoln Kennedy was joining you in the huddle yesterday, and I know he's going to be back today. Very exciting, man. You guys had a great show yesterday. I expect you guys to have a great show today. Uh, what do you guys have coming up off top for uh, In the Huddle? Well, I mean, flat out, we're talking about what we saw today. Uh, I uh, was fortunate enough to, to be there in Thousand Oaks. Nice, beautiful. There was even a little bit of rain, my man. There was like, <laughs> so it was cool. Right. It was great. And and that's great for the spirits. I know the Raider players were talking about just being able to breathe a little bit uh, where it's not 115 degrees. Uh, we, we, we all understand that. Um, so it was conducive to work. For the for the players, um, and and to say that they got after it, it's it's kind of an. I mean, I I can't express just how uh, energetic and how fired up they they got they they were to get off this bus. And you you we were on the sidelines. The amount of trash talking that was going on uh, <laughs> today was phenomenal. I loved it. It was you could tell it. Guys liked each other too. It wasn't hatred. Right, right. It was dudes that knew each other, that respect each other, that were getting after it. Um, and there were some great moments, and I know Derek Carr talked about where he slid the entire offensive line to one direction in order to get Alex Leatherwood a one-on-one shot with uh, with, with uh, Aaron Donald, and it was you know Alex Leatherwood more than held his own. But but it's in these type of settings where you can do that. You know, Derek Carr said, "Hey, I saw I saw ninety nine lined up right up on you know on Alex's nose." I said, "Okay, let's see what you could do." And he moved the entire protection to the other side of the field. In order to just say your tackle against you know our right tackle against their Hall of Fame defensive tackle, let's see what you got, big boy. And 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 Alex Leatherwood held his own, and obviously Derek Hart lived to tell about it and was happy about that part of it. Uh, but in it's days like today where you can get that, you'll never see that in a game. Of course, Derek Carr is going to slide every protection humanly possible 
to Aaron Donald rather than away from Aaron Donald, but he wanted to see what's our right tackle all about. Is he going to be able to handle this uh, with no crowd, no nothing? It's just him against 99. What you got? And uh, and Alex Leatherwood responded. Right, no doubt about it. Well, Vinny, I'm sorry, but what we got is we got to go to break. Uh, in the huddles coming up next, Radio 920, I'm gone.